If you have ever thought about starting your own podcast, you should check out Riverside. Riverside is an online recording studio that lets you record podcasts and video in studio quality from anywhere. And if you click on the affiliated link in the episode description and you buy a subscription, you will also be supporting the podcast. And if you're going to start your own podcast or you just want to continue to listen to great podcasts, you need headphones or speakers. If you click on the Amazon affiliated link, you can get great deals on headphones and speakers. And if you make a purchase, it will also help support the podcast. Both links will be in the episode description if you are interested. Going against a monarch, no matter the time period or place, has often ended in a disaster. Many people throughout history have chosen to change their traditions and beliefs so they wouldn't be going against their monarch. But history also gives us examples of people standing up for their beliefs, even if it meant going against their own king or queen. And this week, I have a story of someone that defied their king and stood her ground. Hi, I'm Courtney Jewell. And you are listening to the third episode of the first season of History Shelf, a podcast about history. For the first season of this podcast, I am talking about something that I find to be very interesting, and that's Tudor history. Now, when I think of Tudor history, the first person that comes to my mind is King Henry VIII. But I'm not talking about him per se. Rather, I'm focusing in on his inner circle and the people he was an asshole to. And as I go along this season, you will find there was a lot of overlap between his inner circle and the people he was an asshole to. And this week, I am talking about Elizabeth Barton. The Nun of Kent, the Holy Maid of London, the Holy Maid of Kent. The Mad Maid of Kent. Those are all names that have been used to refer to Elizabeth Barton, but those names wouldn't come until later in life. Unfortunately, little is known about her early life. What is known is that she was born in 1506 in Aldington, England, and it seems that she came from a poor family. On Easter of 1525, when Elizabeth was 19 years old, something happened to her that changed her life forever. She was working as a servant in the household of Thomas Cobb. He was the farm manager to the Archbishop of Canterbury, William Warham. Elizabeth had an illness, now it is believed to possibly be a form of epilepsy. During this illness, she claimed to be getting divine visions. She started predicting the future including some death, and some of these predictions came true. Elizabeth Barton, a poor servant girl, had a reputation that was starting to grow. People asked for her help, 
People asked for her to heal them. They asked her about the future. They asked her about their future. But not everybody liked Elizabeth. William Tyndale, a Protestant leader, said that she worked with the devil. But Catholics believed the exact opposite. Because not only did Elizabeth talk about the future, she talked about the importance of praying and the importance of mass. Elizabeth met with monks and she became a nun. Thomas Cranmer, who would later go on to become Archbishop of Canterbury, believed that she was a miracle. She was recommended to see Cardinal Thomas Wolsey. Cardinal Thomas Wolsey then arranged for her to meet King Henry VIII. Elizabeth and Henry got along well. They believed the same things. They were both strong Catholics. Elizabeth believed that all English Bibles should be burned because Catholics believed that the Bible should only be written in Latin. And King Henry VIII? Well, he was called defender of the faith by the Pope himself. But that was before King Henry VIII's wife, Catherine of Aragon, went into menopause. King Henry VIII was first married to Catherine of Aragon. Catherine of Aragon did not bear any healthy sons that lived past infancy. And so when Catherine went into menopause, it became evident that she would never have a son that would sit on the English throne. So King Henry VIII fell in love with Anne Boleyn. Henry wanted to have his marriage to Catherine annulled so he could marry Anne. Pope Clement VII denied Henry the request for the annulment. So Henry decided to break away from the Pope and declare himself the head of the church. After he did this, Elizabeth had a vision. Her vision was that if Henry married Anne Boleyn, he would die just months after he married her. Sir Thomas More warned Elizabeth about talking about a vision that contained the king's death. A book was written about her visions, and Thomas Cromwell had it destroyed. Elizabeth was well-liked among the people of England, so the king's agents destroyed her reputation by saying she had sex with priests and had mental illness. But that was not King Henry VIII's only form of revenge. The crown arrested her in 1533 and forced her to confess, probably by torture, that she had never had visions. She confessed that she made it all up. Elizabeth was charged with treason. An act of attainder was passed on Elizabeth, which means that she was found guilty without a trial and her punishment was passed down on her without a trial. On April 20th, 1534, Elizabeth was hanged. Her body was buried at Grey's Friars Church in Newgate. Her head was put on a spike on the London Bridge. 
Elizabeth is the only woman in history to have her head on a spike on the London Bridge. Elizabeth was just 28 years old. And as for Elizabeth's vision, the vision that she had that said that if King Henry VIII married Anne Boleyn, then he would die shortly after. Well, Henry did marry Anne Boleyn, but he would go on to live almost 13 years after Elizabeth's execution. He would die exactly five months shy of his 56th birthday. And that was the life of Elizabeth Barton. Thank you so much for listening to the third episode of the first season of this podcast. This season is going to have 15 episodes. Next week's episode is about Sir Thomas More. I hope you come back for that. If you have social media and you want to follow this podcast on social media, this podcast has an Instagram and a Twitter. It's at History Shelf Pod. If you can and you want to give to my Patreon, I have tweeted out a link for that. Please do not feel obligated to give to my Patreon. It's just there if you want to give. This podcast is always going to be free, but there are some perks that come along with becoming a Patreon. If you want to help out this podcast for free, you can continue to listen to it. You can also rate this podcast five stars if you are listening on Spotify or Apple. You can also share this podcast on your social media with your friends and family. All right. So until next time, keep learning, keep loving history, and come back for next week's episode. Bye.